0: Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits Here at the Recycle Garage in Santa Cruz, California Who are you? How is everybody doing tonight?
1: All right. We're
2: really doing great. That energy? <laughs> is the channel, man. <laughs> Oh,
0: man. Hey there. Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage in sunny San Francisco. There it is. Yeah. California. my right.
3: ears. I thought it was a religious channel for a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Please do send
2: us your money. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> in the garage tonight, this is Liza. Up next, we have Douglas. I'm here. Cat. Hola. Lucas
3: I've got balls of steel
0: <laughs> Antonio steel. Brap <laughs> Megan <laughs> Dave Greetings Hey, good one Michael Howdy We got Zach Present Knock knock
2: No one cared who I was until I put on the mask
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fruit Loop How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? And we got Bagel
4: Konnichiwa I didn't know you were a dude <laughs> <laughs>
5: you guys
0: taught me what that was last night,
4: too. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: so, let's see. All right. Let's start with what we did today, because nothing. Let's just get that. Pass that. <laughs> Nobody did. That's bullshit.
6: I did a complete rebuild on my
1: headlight today. <laughs> it took uh, me like four hours. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, good. Thank you. Now we've covered what we did today.
1: You suck. <laughs> I, I, moved, I moved three bikes out of storage into my house, my house so... <laughs> That's some, some some amount of progress right there.
0: Are they on shelves in your dining room? No, no. Mm-hmm.
1: They're in the garage.
0: You're getting closer. Stuffed in there. You're getting closer. Closer, yes. Um... No, there. I'll tell you what happened today. There was um, big dickin going on. Oh
3: my god! <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So much cock. It was epic. <laughs> can't epic believe
4: it. penis. It
0: was so good.
4: <laughs> oh, I bet it was. It really was.
0: <laughs> no, I, I was going through my tool cabinet and somebody had stuck
4: Hot tool cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had st- stuck.
0: Uh, so for Michael and David, it's you know it's a prank you play around garages, right? Dicking each other. <laughs> You guys do they're, that at the, yeah, they're very at the office, with that. right? Last Tuesday, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Dick on a bike. So I was going through some of the tools in my Liza's tools don't touch anyone else store, <laughs> and found some nice Dick picks in there. Thanks for everybody there. <laughs> ah. So then I immediately went out and just taped them to the first back I saw. Was <laughs> Jim. Jim. He He like left with those not too long ago, still on his back. <laughs>
7: He'll figure it out eventually. Uh, no, those. He, he, how many? He
0: knew that they were on there. Wow. Oh. <laughs> And then, uh, well, I felt kind of bad as Jake and I were laughing at him. (laughs) 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 And I thought, you know, everybody deserves one. So (laughs) Jake and I went and printed out a whole bunch and we decided to see how many of the guys we could get with dicks on their backs. <laughs> and you know, sadly, the easiest way to do it was to gesture someone over and say, Come here, look at Jim. And I would pat him on the back as I was pointing at Jim.
6: <laughs> yeah. So
0: I got a bunch of people that way. And, and I, then- I was
6: insulted. I got the really limp dick won the one. the
0: everyone else. Oh, yeah. They're all the same? Yeah. yeah. Oh. You
6: know, it's six
7: inches.
0: And then <laughs> when uh, Zach oh and Jim and a bunch of guys with dicks on their backs went walking <laughs> left the parking lot to go downtown.
1: got a cup of coffee.
0: And all the guys <laughs> who were watching them walk away were laughing at them who had dicks on their backs. <laughs> that's when I started <laughs> to th- pee th- my th- pants. F- <laughs> the funny thing
1: is that I was
6: laughing at Jim the
7: entire
2: way there.
6: <laughs> and then I- I'm standing in line waiting for a cup of... Waiting to- get go. a cup of coffee and this girl behind me I just hear her go
8: oh my god
4: <laughs> excuse like, me is that a dick on your like, uh, back maybe I scared her I don't know <laughs> and then I was like wait a minute yeah. fuck you've still
5: got it it looks like too oh I put yeah, it back on nice. isn't that wait
4: what the park. isn't that Cax. what the pickup artist called peacocking you know <laughs> I
6: should, actually no I, I, I didn't actually end up getting into a conversation with her about it
4: yeah
1: away. there you go nice. see it worked it worked <laughs> kind of like a name tag at a party <laughs> yeah I should I should, I should I should
6: walk into the coffee shop with the dick stuck to my back more often <laughs> I'm
4: a yeah, dip yeah. guy. So,
0: yeah, we, we <laughs>
6: and,
0: uh, <laughs> as, as I kept going in and pulling, we had them taped up on the inside of the other room to, so I could just run, grab another, and go out. Yeah, oh and I'm like, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, and uh,
6: Jonathan got his Rebel running today, right?
0: Jonathan got his, yeah, he bought chemi uh, He bought chemi dip. a
6: gallon of, of carb dip
0: chemi Dip, uh, of which his landlord freaked out about because he posted it on Facebook. Look what I got. And I guess I was she like is, you're making
6: meth.
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like,
0: Oh,
9: that stuff is toxic, I can get sick from it. I'm not sure. She kinda freaked out. So she's probably the type wow. of lady that thinks that she gets headaches from Wi Fi too. Yeah. <laughs> so he brought it in here. It's the chemtrails, I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> and and yeah, so the that and he took it out for a ride running. and promptly
5: ran out of gas and called yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. What oh, a nice. diplodocus. Yeah.
0: And then um, <laughs> uh, yesterday I took Jim uh, dirt biking for the first time. Cool. And that was fun. Thanks, Douglas, for b- borrowing one of your bikes. We had four bikes. This
6: cat's bike too.
0: Um, Where'd you one, go? One that was running, one that wasn't, and two that were kind of running. So for four people, we had kind of. Three bikes at any given time running. We went out to Hollister, and um I took my cousin, who's uh, <laughs> said he's ridden before. But then, as I say, go out in the parking lot and ride around, learn the brakes. And Jake was out there helping him because apparently he didn't know how to use a clutch. So Ooh. his experience was, I think, was less than what he had said. So he learned quick. He's used and used
2: um, his teeth. That's what's happening.
0: So, yeah, th- and there was nobody out there. No, nobody out there. <laughs> Red sticker season's over, isn't it? Yeah,
4: what, was yeah. it really dry? Yeah,
0: uh-huh. It was dry, but, um, yeah, so we had a good time, and I think Jim has the bug now. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, he, he didn't wow. stop talking about it when we
6: went for beers
3: sure. earlier. So. Does he want to yeah. buy a 426? <laughs> <laughs> nah, no. Are you selling that
6: thing? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to make a super motor track bike out of that? It's just, uh, that's uh, that's
0: what I said. Uh, yes. Now. I know.
3: If I had the money and the time and the, and the space, <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I know. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. It, it kills me.
0: And then somebody in the room got a new bike this week.
9: I did. Um, I got a R6. And after seeing many, many bikes and going through many things, I decided to go back to a bike that I saw two weeks prior. This guy actually messaged me a uh, and s- offered me. Do we have time for the story? Yeah, but, there's kind you of you did story. the thing that I hate. What the person who l- sends a lowball offer? Oh yeah, that l- just pisses me well, off. N- it was no, it, it was, a was an legit accurate offer. offer for- for- okay, fair for, enough. He was the- asking too much. So yeah. the ad posted was for I think three uh-huh. three thousand and. Uh, Way too much. I get there Wait, and for a what
0: year? Or an O2
9: R6 that's carbureted. It's the last year that it's carbureted. Um, So I get there, and in the ad, it looks pretty nice. He's got all these aftermarket racing components on it, suspension tuned, blah-da-da-da-da. He's listed it all out on the ad. He failed to mention that the bike did not idle. Um, Pretty big failure to mention something. But we get there, and he goes, oh, it just needs to warm up for four minutes or so. (laughs) No. We you
7: know, get it warm hours.
9: to 175 or whatever he dictated that it usually idled at. He turned off the choke and it died. We proceeded to do this about 10 minutes and continued turning it on and then turning the choke off and it dying and turning it on and it dying and turning it on and, it dying and, it on and then dying. And he goes, well, I guess it has a slight idling problem. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah, slight is
9: slight.
6: understatement.
9: Yeah. Is this so, the one you bought? Yeah, so this is the one but I bought.
6: I took it out to ride it and and it was it was all you could do to keep it running at a stoplight and mm-hmm. when you actually started rolling there was absolutely no power so if you didn't wind it way the, f- the fuck out just to get it to start rolling it would die and it would die uh, and it would die yeah. and it would die and I walked I got back to the guy's place and I took Cat aside and I was like do not buy this bike whatever you do especially for the money that he's asking so yeah we had yeah, about
3: 5,000
6: we, yeah well it would only idle when you cranked it way up at like four and a half
9: yeah so, so and then uh, yeah, you got it I gotta have it so I left we left we went to Burger King I think and I texted the guy and I go hey so this is the deal Uh, I'll give you 1600 for it and I'll come back right now and I'll pick it up and he goes, uh, no, I can't. I'm gonna sell it for more than right. that.
6: Because it it, it, it it was screaming carburation. And you, you yeah, know, what's a used carburetor on eBay like hundred bucks? What was this thing actually We're raced, or it just
9: oh, yeah, it was actually put on the track. Um, but, but,
3: but raced or, oh, or just
6: track
9: uh, days? I think just I think track days. days. Yeah. Okay. Um, and about like a week and a half later, after I had been going and seeing bikes and getting dipped out on by asshole Craigslisters. Um, He texts me at like 10 at night and he goes, hey, so $1,700, you pick it up and it's yours. (laughs) (laughs) I go to say like, oh, yeah, sure. And he kind of flaked out on me. So I was like, $1,700, you drop it off and I'll take it. (laughs) And he did.
1: (laughs) Nice. Nice. Win.
9: And then I kind of pulled it apart, I think like two or three days later with Doug. And we pulled the gas tank up and took the air box off and adjusted the fuel air mixture screws out one turn and it rides a lot better now cool. it's not perfect but it's a way closer and it <clears throat> idles for like 30 to 45 seconds yeah. before it starts taking a it's
6: it's just <laughs> that's all it was he just he, yeah. he said he cleaned the carbs and put it all back in and when we took it out i ran each one of those screws in and they were exactly two turns out he just had no fucking clue how to tune his carburetor he didn't look at the the manual or anything, so I yeah. uh, just backed it out one more for shits and giggles, and uh, started right up and ride it immensely better. Yeah, uh, so I think I think we just got to go back in there and, and and maybe lean it out a little bit. It seems like it might be too rich now, but it's definitely. St- way more writable so content. like
2: yeah. from three grand to 1700 bucks <laughs> and did you did you show him your boobs at all i, I <laughs> yeah. would have like, no
9: he no. has a wife and he never actually directly talked to me the oh. entire time anytime well, i was with a man in the room he talked to the man oh, even oh, though honestly, i was holding the cash he
1: deserved to get oh. and i
9: was <laughs> like okay that's that's cool thanks though
3: no miniskirt involved no yeah. miniskirt
9: involved. Wow. A b- whole bunch of bulky riding gear, though. It was highly awkward when he kept talking to whoever was not buying the bike because they'd look at me and I'd say something to him and then he, the person would have to tell him because he would just like oh act like it wasn't a thing.
1: <laughs> like, like you're speaking a foreign language. Or yeah, and he was just like, "I'm
9: sorry, I'm sorry. You have tits. So, what?" So, so
1: Doug <laughs> I showed, showed
7: quite
2: him hear you. his your boobs. That's or you should Yeah, Doug showed his boobs.
9: He offered me watermelon, which was kind of creepy, but
6: <laughs> you got some watermelon.
9: Like, <laughs> oh okay. that creepy voice. It's kind <laughs> of a random thing to offer somebody off of Craigslist. <laughs>
6: the dude was okay. You could just tell he was just green. Like he didn't. He didn't yeah. know. He kept asking me, "What's the bike worth? What's the bike worth?" I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, honestly, dude. In the condition it's in, it's worth like. Yeah. Two at the most, if you were, in the, on like a really good day, um, and he like didn't look too insulted, but he could tell it's not what he wanted to hear. Considering he's got like four grand in this bike, yeah. So four yeah. four grand in the yeah. wrong places, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, con- so
0: congratulations! Thank you on your new bike. I love it. It looks like nice. it's a good fit,
6: and it shoots <laughs> flames.
0: It shoots flames! Oh my god! That's <laughs> <laughs> a good
6: thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's flames. really great.
9: I can't handle are, it. Are you ready so to take it to the track? Um, I think I'm going to take the ninja to the track first, and then I'll take the R6. Yeah,
3: after you take the flames out of it, please. No. Well,
5: <laughs> it will always it's have It's very flames. dry at the track. You know that, right? Just it's put like a, there's no going,
7: water. Just
3: put a sock flames. at the end of it. It's, yeah. It I'll just
9: put, like, a little wet towel over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, speaking of the track. You like that segue, Megan?
9: Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
0: Uh, Megan did a track day. Yeah, I did too. Do who?
5: And I've got a third one coming up. What track did you go to? Right. Uh, Thunder Hill. Um, but the first day uh, was a Saturday. What day? Was it? it was last Saturday, right? It was last Saturday. Last Saturday. And um, it was the very first time that uh, Thunder Hill had opened up the Five Mile Course.
3: That's
5: right? That's ridiculous. You say, I don't
3: know. The, the Five Mile Course has been in place since last year, I believe. <laughs> But they just put in a new section where they connected turn seven to turn 10 in the east side of the track, the new side of the track, Mm -hmm. which kind of eliminates a couple turns that some people weren't very fond of, really tight, kind of break up the rhythm. And uh, now it flows wonderfully. So So we did the the, the five miles. The
5: five mile the first day. And apparently that's the third longest.
3: It It is the third longest race course on the planet.
5: On the planet. And it's got like 26 turns. It was really incredible. Um, I took the SV out there, um, rode from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. all day Saturday. And rode half a day Sunday, which was the shorter course. Um, it's like, what, two and a half miles or something like that?
3: It's, it's almost three miles, almost, I think. three yeah. point something maybe?
5: Yeah, and um, it was absolutely incredible. Um, I rode it with the Z2 track days. Um, I was C Group. It was my first time, um, and they hooked me up with a really good instructor. Justice has this really cool helmet, which has an integrated... Re- uh, mirror in it so he can like see everything that's behind him. Wow. It's like got a back, the back is cut oh, out and there's like a rear view mirror in the yeah. front so he can look up and see. And so he was able is this to... A,
6: like homemade or is this a... No, it's, a, no, it's, it's something called, you can uh, buy. It's a
2: brand it's called Review view yeah. 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 That's so clever. That's
5: <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> and so um, I got hooked up with a really good instructor um, and he helped me out a lot. Worked on body positioning, uh, lean angles, apexing. I don't really have any chicken strips left on my bike. I scraped peg a couple times, which was kind of fun. Did you get a knee down? Uh, no. Oh, no. You know what? The only time I got a knee down was when I was riding two up with Sean Riley on the a group on I his F Z. You rode
6: Sean Riley's bike?
5: I rode on the back.
6: And he, oh he I thought you said wow. he was on the back.
5: I bike. could not do that. I rode yeah, I rode two up uh, A group and I was on the back and I got knee down on the back of his
4: bike. Fucking Megan, God. what were you wearing? <sighs> what was I wearing? Yeah. Um I, I know had... that sounds dirty, but no. I
7: was
5: to... <laughs> Well, Lucas.
7: <laughs>
5: no, I had uh CD boots, my Revit, leathers, uh, my I, mesh. I think he meant
0: what were you wearing underneath? No, yeah,
4: I know. No, I did not mean uh, that. I, I, mean, had, <laughs>
5: I had my textile jacket that zips into my leathers. I had to mm-hmm. get a zipper sewn in so they would, the zippers would uh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I got new gloves and I had my, just my regular HJC helmet.
4: Did you have actual knee sliders? No. Oh, oh so that explains why you were in training. That's why you go to the track, so you can do yeah, that.
5: Yeah, it was fucking C Group, man. It was fine.
4: I did that at C Group. I know. I mean, was, I, I practically okay. got ran off the road in C Group. Yeah, there. you
5: also <laughs> crashed, didn't you? Yeah. So, you know, uh, shut up.
4: He dragged, <laughs> he, he dragged two knees in that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeez, I elbows. didn't drag I didn't drag knee, I dragged ass.
7: <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was
5: absolutely phenomenal. Um there is something to be said about how much So, like, when you're riding on the street, you have so much brain space is spent on worrying about left-hand turners, texters, people running you off the road, gravel, oil, a car, pedestrians. Cops. So much... Cops. (laughs) Um, So much headspace is spent, like, thinking about all those things and being able to put all of that aside. I was able to focus so much more of my brain power onto, like, riding and going into turns properly. It really... um, allowed me to push myself and make actual changes to my writing habits. Um, I changed some bad habits this last weekend, which was really good. Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah. You mean how you leave your socks on the floor all the time? That kind of—I—I still do that. (laughs) (laughs) But
5: uh, it was really, really phenomenal. Um, I can't say enough good things about it, and I'm going to be going to Sonoma on the twenty-first. So,
0: quick question for you: You know a lot of people once they hit the track, that changes their mindset on the street. Has it changed the way you're riding? I haven't
5: ridden on the streets. It's only been a week. I haven't ridden the last five days or so. Um, I've been working, so I don't know yet. But um, I'm riding to work tomorrow. I guess I'll find out then.
7: You're
6: gonna be like, "This sucks." Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs>
5: probably. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Um, but it was. I'm so excited for the next one, and um, I think we're also gonna do Thunderhill again, right after Thanksgiving. Doug,
0: Doug can you imagine if uh, we can get for
3: Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. Get Thanksgiving the, weekend.
0: If we can get the whole lot of these ding dongs, everyone there for one yeah, day. Yeah, it'd be fun. Cool. It was. It was so eye opening,
5: and. I, I've been grinning about it ever since, especially like the A group riding on the back. Like I don't normally like riding on the back, yeah. and it was incredible. I heard if you ever get oh, a chance to, oh just fucking do it. D- do Ride, it. Bitch it, do was, it. It was. Yeah. It was so smooth, Good and night. it. The, a guy actually crashed when Sean passed him, uh, trying to keep up with us. But like, so we were going around turn wait, 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 five. Wait, look, look. Are you going
3: to expand on that? Go ahead. Go no, no, go for it.
5: No, 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 go ahead.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to, to point out that the person that was following the instructor that was writing two up. Uh, tried to come in I believe come into the turn with as much speed as Sean. Yeah, and making a bad decision on his own Unfortunately, which ended up in that person uh, losing control and, and putting his, his bike down
5: his handlebars went into the tank It was not a good crash, but yeah. um, what kind of bike was he on? it was an SV 650 actually. Uh, yeah, I mean,
3: he walked away Yeah,
5: he walked away. Yeah. He was, he was fine, in the paddock but, working um, on his
3: bike, you know, he was it fine. was
5: it was so cool we were coming up on turn five which is With me on the back. And it's an uphill, and you have to go to the right, and then sharp left, and then it comes down into a right hand. Turn Uh, five. Oh, the mini
3: corkscrew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And um, there's...
5: (laughs) Sorry, yeah. The cyclone. And we came up, and you can't see what's over the hill. Like, you don't know where you're going. And he came up and crested the hill, and both wheels came off the ground. <laughs> and then we landed, and then the front end came up, like, as he was going around this, like, left hand turn. And I had the biggest grin, and I was, like, giggling in my helmet the whole time. <laughs> he's like, What's wrong? Why are you c- crying back there? <laughs> I asked him. We got off. He's like, Good job. You did a really good job as a passenger. And he's like, I didn't hear any screams
0: of terror. I was like, No, nah, I was giggling the whole time. <laughs> <Yep>.
7: <laughs> it was
0: awesome this story um, is giving me diarrhea <laughs> like just imagining it was um, phenomenal <laughs> in all seriousness do they let Vespas on the track day Antonio uh,
3: no I don't believe so No, uh, uh, Vespa. Uh,
0: I was looking out for you Bagel I was. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, Road Rider 2.0 you can ride whatever you want though if you mm-hmm. want to do Road Rider 2.0 we will put you on the racetrack in a closed session uh, with your Vespa hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> with an 80 mile an hour top speed
3: Oh yeah, easily, not a problem.
7: Okay,
5: but it was it was awesome. I yeah. I can't say thank you enough to uh, all the Z2 people that were out there, all the instructors. Um, the party that was Saturday night was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember of she the She was party. introduced
3: to the uh, official Z2 drink <laughs> called the Otter Pop. It
5: was bad. And, um,
3: I thought I had a control. I know how to make an Otter Pop, so yeah. um, there's not many people that know how to make them, so. I got behind the bar and started making some, and I thought I had control on how many Megans was getting.
5: No, you didn't.
3: And apparently (laughs) apparently Kathy was also making them and serving them to Megan.
5: Yeah. (laughs) It was a good time. Yeah. Fun was had. And uh, the second day actually was different because it was the uh, two-mile or three-mile course, and it was easier i wouldn't recommend anyone go out and do a first track day on the five mile course because there were too many turns i couldn't keep track of any of them yeah 26 turns was way too many for a first day what was your
0: uh, top speed
5: i don't know okay i my uh
2: cover those up
5: yeah well the uh what's it called, the, where, I had to, you know, do no lights and all of that and I just unplugged everything and that also unplugged my whole dash. Speedo, yeah. Speedo system, so I have no idea.
3: One nice thing about going to the racetrack is top speed doesn't suddenly become the, uh, the important, the critical, uh, item there whereas speak for yourself right well <laughs> you have all these incredible turns you all these incredible turns that, that, that's where you actually get a lot of this enjoyment from is, you know, yeah. Yeah. coming in and out of turns it's just amazing That the, the tracks are they're, they're custom built you know just. was it like the uh, the first fifty
2: feet into a turn and the last 50 feet out of a turn is where you kind of just lose your shit a little bit and just
3: go
7: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did a lot of yeah. that it was it was great
5: it, it depends
3: on the turn A sure, turn, yeah, turn yeah. like turn eight 50 feet last point oh one exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs>
7: um,
5: yeah it was incredible any everyone should go out and do that it was it opened up my eyes to a different type of riding and it has me looking on craigslist at track bikes Uh.
0: so follow this uh segue here Mm -hmm. so uh michael if she crashed at the track (laughs) oh dear lord would she uh would she be covered for injuries could you help her out with that
10: it would depend on her policy but generally speaking uh, your own policies will say exclusions if you're doing something like on a track mm-hmm. but again it's it's all. It's all policy specific. It all depends on what your specific policy says. So I know we don't like to read contracts, but so that's what you got to do.
0: Now would be a perfect time to introduce Dave and Mike, Michael, who are, are here from Russ Brown Attorneys. So um, this is something that's been on my list a long time, is to talk about the legal side of motorcycle riding. We've had a lot of friends who've been in accidents, Lucas, or, <laughs> but also we go to a lot of mot- motorcycle events and i see russ brown there that you guys are represented there at all the events you are you are bikers yourselves
8: that's correct
0: and so i wanted to um i wanted to talk about this end of of things and let's get into first a little bit about the history neither of you are russ
8: that is also correct (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: because he started doing this a while ago and he's built up this great business helping the biker community so you want to tell us a bit about Russ Brown and how this all be- began
8: sure sure uh, Russ uh, is a writer and then became an attorney and then decided to look out uh, specifically for motorcycle riders and their special needs uh, in many cases so he started doing this in about 1975 so he's the uh, the original motorcycle-specific attorney and um, the uh, number one in the country. And it is uh, all the things that we offer are nationwide. Uh, he's expanded um, all this, uh, the three aspects of what we do, which is the breakdown assistance program, the emergency ID card, and the um, legal assistance for motorcyclists to a nationwide 24 hour day program um, that covers uh, right now well it covers anybody but we have over two million members participating in this program speaking cool. specifically about the the breakdown assistance program which is really a riders helping riders program
0: and so let's talk about this this is uh... bam and all y'all in the room i thought this was important for y'all to learn about too yeah that's good stuff so, BAM stands for one of two things. Let's start with what it stands for now.
8: What it stands for now is Breakdown and Legal Assistance for Motorcyclists. Okay, So that is what we offer um, 24 hours a day all across the U.S. Um,
0: You know that's BALAM, right?
8: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't fit neatly on the piece of paper. (laughs) Uh, BAM makes a much nicer acronym. It also goes back to the which you referenced yeah. in the beginning, which when it was bikers against manslaughter.
0: Okay, I need the story That sounds now. way cooler. Yeah. I need to understand what, well, what's how, going on.
8: How that change occurred, I really don't know. Uh, I think it came about in the, the sense that we want to have a broad scope to cover all riders. So the phrase used to be something like, bikers helping bikers. Mm-hmm. Well, then that has certain connotations to certain people. Yeah. Now we've rolled that into riders helping riders, and as Liza said, she sees us everywhere. We go to all sorts of events uh, that have all sorts of different riders. We are all riders. Whatever we're riding, whatever we're doing, we're all riders. So now it's really riders helping riders to make the program more inclusive.
0: I, I, I love what you guys are doing. It's, it's similar to what we're doing here as a co-op space in that we're all helping each other out. But um, Russ came up with this idea that bikers can all help, up, help out bikers. So you sign up and you list what things you're available to do. Can you give some examples of what these things might be?
8: At home in the radio audience, uh, take a look at this that I'm holding up. (laughs) (laughs) This is the actual sign up form for the program. Give me one of
0: those. It takes about
8: uh, two minutes to sign up for the program. By the way, all information is confidential and we do not send out any junk mail or spam or anything like that. The program has been in operation uh, more than 30 years and, as I said, over 2 million members. The sign up really consists of where you live. But we don't send you anything, we just need that so we can match people up, like if I'm in your town or you happen to be in my town, we can help each other out. Mm -hmm. Then there's a section down there that you'll note that we made a little list because, for instance, not everyone has a truck or a trailer. So there's items on there like take some gas to somebody, you may have a truck or a trailer, take somebody uh, jumper cables, store a bike. So there's multiple options of what you could do as an individual on a good day in your neighborhood to help somebody out. And it's all volunteer. It's okay to be at work. It's okay to miss a phone call, which is why we're all over the country, all the time, expanding this. Uh, It's not just numbers that count, but we want geographical distribution, which is why you will find people like myself all over the place in the foothills small runs large runs we want to have been somewhere where anybody's going to go riding we want to have been there already and have a
3: member in that area
0: can, can i interrupt for just a second yeah go ahead. absolutely
3: so, so for anybody at home especially while you're listening to this um... did you mention your website uh... Okay. dot and there is a wealth
8: of information on there including stories uh both uh, success stories of this uh, breakdown portion of the program as well as um, um, some legal um, uh... testimonies and case histories um, uh, you can also sign up for this program on the website as well
3: okay i'm, I'm thinking anybody that's listening right now I'd, I'd think you'd want to uh... check out the website and the sign up looks really easy and this actually looks like something that i would want to jump onto myself
0: even having something like hospital visitation after an accident like this is community helping community this is what this is all about this isn't just hey my bike broke down i need some help this is kind of any biker in need even you have on here i can store a bike for a couple days absolutely that's really cool um this, uh, so you, how many people do you have signed up on this? Did you say
8: over two million, and it's growing by the s- people? It's growing by the second because we we are actually somewhere all the time, every day, signing people up. Uh, I'll go and get. Uh, I'll be work. I'll sign people up at a gas station if I'm
0: talking to them and say, "What's this?" You know. And, who was oh. the last person I rescued? Wait, Zach, you better sign your shit up. We <laughs> <laughs> rescued Jonathan. Yeah,
5: Jonathan called me earlier, <laughs> I and I, I sent know. the peons out for <laughs> a gas delivery.
2: Peons, so, really? Yep. Fuck you.
7: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this is so, I the
2: peons.
8: One of the, one of the things about this, and people do make this comment to me, is, oh, I have this, this local group that, you know, we kind of rely on each other. And that's fine, you know, that, that's great. But here, what you have is if all else fails, this is an 800 number that's answered 24 hours a day and it's nationwide. Uh, I could tell you stories all day of people having been had their bike stored, put up for the night, somebody finds them apart on a Sunday, um, they fix their bike. Traveling cross-country in town, whatever. It's just riders helping riders.
0: But That's wait, cool. what does it cost?
8: No, this is free
0: <gasps> What? Uh,
8: free <laughs> and uh, Actually, and there's a special discount for no um, <laughs> It is a free program and a lot of people uh, come back with well nothing in this world is free sure so um, used to be the the long discussion and then uh I don't waste time with that anymore. It's really, well, if you're willing to help someone else, then it's free. And that is the cost. And yet it's all volunteer.
6: So for, so for riders like Lucas, do you offer like wheelie wreck recovery? <laughs> we. Wait. What's your butthole insurance like?
7: <laughs> butthole
0: road rash is that covered?
4: <laughs> butthole road rash is well. trademarked. <laughs> okay. Like, well, I don't then don't I even, guess we can't put I'm that on the list. Hire a different lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there.
8: Our primary goal is to help people out, get them off the road somewhere safe. Uh, do what we can. The fellow writer, I've watched this work at Alice's. I've watched it work in town. I could, you know, tell you however many stories you want to hear. Um, it's an alternative to one of the arguments, of course, is well, I, I have AAA and I have uh, HOG and I have the BMW and I have whatever. writers right. of Kawasaki. Um, everybody has a group, right? Um, yet this is free. It's a great backup. It's 24 hours a day. It also acts as an emergency ID card. If you look at that, uh, we all have our own member number, and then at the very bottom, there's emergency contact and medical information.
9: That's super cool.
8: So what happens there is if you're unable to speak for yourself, this program is so well-known that EMT, fire, police, they'll find this card. If they call in and identify themselves properly, we can match that number to that information on the bottom. So they will have that in basically real time, which is uh, especially um, people with, uh, let's say, a, a deadly allergy to a medication mm-hmm. find that feature quite nice. Stings. There won't be any experimentation on the side of right. the road, right? Mm. They will get that in real time.
9: I'm finding that feature quite nice as somebody with an allergy to morphine.
8: <laughs> Super uh, it,
9: nice. Thank you, guys.
8: <laughs> no, it's 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 part of the, you know, it's... It, it's an important function.
9: Well, most
0: importantly, what it's doing is it's putting the rust brown name in people's pocket and in their head because really what you want to do when somebody gets into an accident the they want to you want to have your name in their in their head so they can call you guys for help. So, I want to ask you what so what does somebody what's the first thing somebody does so you've been in an accident assuming you're not in the ambulance yet. Um, what do you do?
10: Putting aside all the uh, steps you take for your own personal safety. I mean, you go down in a road, It's you want to get out of the road. I mean, there's traffic coming from behind you. You want to clear out. But putting aside all that in terms of looking ahead, you want to remain calm. And I know that's the hardest thing when somebody just mm-hmm. cut you off. and It's not your fault. But it's a reality that if you're a hothead and you're screaming and yelling, you're gonna make enemies real quick. Mm. And when you have Mm -hmm. a police officer come onto the scene and he sees a motorist and a motorcyclist, right there, it's a he said, he said, he said, said, she said sort of thing. Shoot the biker. And so (laughs) you got one guy who's being hard to deal with, who's like screaming at everyone. It's a natural prejudice. We all don't like jerks. And if someone's being a jerk, Hopefully, the police officer won't let that color his opinion, but maybe he will. Uh, so remaining calm is the first thing. And then uh, just getting the who, what, when, where, and why. Uh, if there's any witnesses, names, phone numbers, take pictures of the position of the yeah. vehicle. Pictures boom, and license plate number. And, and call the police no matter how nice that guy is that cut you off, saying, oh, I got insurance, look, here's I'm a contractor has my name right the side of the truck no matter how nice he is chances are the very next day that nice guy is going to be trying to weasel out of responsibility and say, well, it wasn't my fault and his insurance company is going to take his side and then that just complicates things further
9: Beyond that, I have a quick question. Um, in California, isn't it illegal to not call the police after a certain dollar amount of damage is done. If you lay down a bike you're going to have to, if it's a a nice bike or even a medium bike, you're going to have to replace plastics or tanks or handlebars that are expensive so shouldn't it just be an automatic like can you get in trouble if you don't call the cops I don't
0: I don't know what the law is now I know years ago when I had a uh, car accident my car was totaled they wouldn't come unless there was an injury
10: yeah. right so there's no law on the books that I'm aware of
0: yeah.
7: uh,
10: that requires police presence at an accident you might be thinking of the DMV accident reporting tool called the SR1 form yep. this is an unknown law that most people have no idea about California state law says that within 10 days after a motor vehicle accident, which results in more than $750 worth of property damage, so your bike getting thrashed, or a bodily injury, either or, Mm. you have to report that to the DMV. Uh, just, again, giving the details, who was involved. Mm-hmm. And basically the DMV, what that is, is they want to make sure you were properly licensed, you were properly insured, and just to tabulate their own tracking uh, for a multitude of reasons, statistics. Tracking. How many
6: people actually do that? Uh, I, I, I would I, say a f- small fraction. I, 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 so I their do numbers not know. have to be flawed.
10: I do not know, but the repercussions are you could they, they could suspend your license if you don't. So there may be an enforcement issue, how many people actually do it, and is there somebody at the DMV sitting there looking through, oh, oh, oh. That was an accident. Yeah,
6: Mr. Jones, I noticed you were in a wreck uh, sure. Sure. two months ago.
4: You didn't call us. Well, wh- why do we have to report damage to our own property, though? Is it because it's on public roads, or are they just like kind of screwing us? <laughs>
1: I don't
10: know exactly the legislative history, why there's that requirement. Yeah. There's a multitude of reasons. It could be just statistics. statistics. Yeah. yeah. How many people went down on 17? How many people mm-hmm. went down in this stretch of road? Um, that might be one possible Well, I mean, um, if you reason. get
4: into... To a single rider accident and let's say it's nobody's fault you know you, you like a deer jumps out in front of you or something you Go crunch right into it and win, smash up your bike and whatever. Like, why is that their business? Why do you like if I burn my bike down in the garage versus like crashing it into a deer? How is that any different legally? You know, like I don't understand the distinction. And neither do I. But that's a yeah. that's a good
10: question. Yeah. And, but remember, the law is the law has to govern millions and millions of people, millions of circumstances. There's always exceptions, or in that the single car, the single vehicle accident where it's nobody else's fault. There is no private property involved, yada, yada, yada. It's in an effort to keep laws relatively easy to follow. I mean, this law is a law that no one even knows about, much mm. less the sole vehicle exception, if, if, if that was such a thing. So it's, it's just a matter of administrative ease.
0: So let, let me ask you this. Should you always bring attorneys in? Let's say you exchange information, or let's say there isn't another vehicle involved. You hit a deer or something, right? You go to your insurance company or you go to their insurance company. They're very nice to work with you. They've got all the information. Both parties are reported. Whatever. Um, do do you should you always get a lawyer?
10: Always, right? Well, not get a lawyer, not hire a lawyer, but you should always call one. Okay, At no. least I, I can't say that for all attorneys, but you should always call Russ Brown's attorney. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, but this is serious because I I will spend an hour with somebody, and I know I'm that they're not going to hire me because it doesn't make financial sense for them to hire me. I'm going to push them to small claims. I'm going to help them with the process, but let's face it, it it's we have gone through thousands of accidents. We know all of the laws. We know all of the pitfalls, what's going to come. Most people, it's, this is my first accident. I have no idea what to do. And so it's not like it's, I mean, it's not rocket science. I mean, we're attorneys. We push paper around, but it's like you rebuild a carburetor on an old two-stroke dirt bike the first time, right? Anyone can do it. The first time you do it, it takes you six hours. You make every st- mistake in the book. You cut the little gasket. The little <laughs> float valve spring pops off and goes flying. Yeah, I've been there. You're not you not supposed know. to
3: spray carb cleaner in there.
10: Yeah. <laughs> so you know, the second time you do it, it only takes you three hours. The third time you do it, you do it in 45 minutes. You're a pro. It's it's like all things in life. There's specialization, and so when people come call in, I can give them a wealth of information, uh, pros and cons, whether they need to hire an attorney, whether it's me. Or or any other attorney or not, I'll tell them flat out. Do you um, uh,
6: deal on the end of uh, buying and selling as well? Do you get involved with that area of motorcycling, or is it mostly, is it all uh, crash?
10: Um, in Russ Brown motorcycle attorneys, no. There there are different areas of law, products liability, right. manual um, hey, mechanics, someone, not standing by their s- someone work.
6: Someone rips them off on Craigslist or whatever, or, or frauds a document or something. That's not something that you guys would take over no
10: no that, that's a that's a different area of, of specialization um and and uh, unless there's big bucks involved most of the time it just it makes sense to go through small claims small right. claims is a wonderful resource in california mm-hmm. ten thousand dollars you can sue somebody for no lawyers involved No discovery, no complicated. It's like the people's court or uh, what are the kids watching? Judge Judy or something (laughs) these days. You know, it's like that. You, the person you're suing, the judge, you present all the evidence. They make the decision right there. It's over in a matter of a couple of months. Whereas uh, the court system, although it is efficient and it does work, takes a long
6: time. Not good for small transactions like a $1,500 motorcycle.
3: Exactly. What what uh, is a long time?
10: Um, a, um, a, a claim could last, I would say the majority of the cases can take anywhere from four months to two years. Wow.
2: Dang. And so that's a
10: wide scope. But as many left turn cases that I've seen, as many lane change cases that I've seen, no case is the same. Sure. Each case is totally different and um, and so it's impossible to give P- people want to give expectations they want that's what they want to ask me how much am i going to get how long is this going to take and it's just impossible during the initial um, you know intake call when i'm first meeting a prospective client to give them that information because yeah. i mean there's no crystal ball there's no way we have that info that early um, the, on the uh,
2: the uh... The claims that take the longest is that usually ones that involve bodily injury typically or are, or um, how does that work typically? It's time-wise.
10: Most of I mean let's face it we're motorcyclists mm-hmm. when we go down mm-hmm. it involves a bodily injury most sure. of the time. Right. Severity certainly comes to play. But no, most of the time when the cases take the longest, it's because either the defendant is making one of two arguments. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I'm kind of yeah. painting in broad strokes here. But either A, they're refusing to take full responsibility, okay. full liability. So they're going to say, oh, we're only going to pay for 30% instead of 100% of your injuries. Yeah. Or they're saying, you're not that hurt that bad. You know, we're contesting your bodily injury. You're saying you broke a bone and you ripped the rotator cuff in your shoulder. We say... Well, you were a contractor, and you already had a rotator cuff before, and so there's a disagreement uh, in terms of the extent of the injuries, and so sometimes litigation is required.
4: Do they ever like follow people with private investigators, like making sure they're actually injured, something like that?
10: Oh, absolutely. The defense,
6: the defense really? does that stuff. Absolutely. It's done not just in movies, huh? No. No, it's <laughs> for reals though.
4: That's a big money case. You know, they'll pay a dude just to follow you around and catch you, you know, not wear your neck brace for 10 seconds. You know.
10: 100% correct. Whoever, uh, this is a big room of people Not whoever
4: said
6: lucas that? Lucas in the corner yeah. that's
9: right <laughs> lucas in the
6: corner as usual <laughs> lucas in the uh, corner you're correct
9: i have a question for you so if you were to give your policy number or your membership number to someone or like a few people um a few choice people that would know if you went down and had a severe injury where you couldn't really dictate for yourself would they be able to call on your behalf and say hey this is what happened i'd like to get the ball rolling already Um, so-and-so pulled out, and uh, they're unconscious or unable to uh, defend themselves, and is it possible for somebody to do like a third party act on their behalf Yeah, act on their behalf? Sure.
10: With respect to what calling into my firm? Or? Yeah, oh,
9: absolutely.
10: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's it happens all the time where somebody's in a coma. Someone's unconscious um, that, you know, the mother, the, the girlfriend, the, the wife, the husband will call in. And so, of course, it, it happens all the time. I mean, it's you're a loved one. You need to know. Well, A, just for your own self, but you're acting in the motorcyclist's stead. And so, yeah. absolutely.
2: Um, what's the most difficult case you've had? I mean, I know you can't use specific terms and names and stuff, but, like, if you could share, like, a nightmare case that went forever and ever, or if you got something like that. I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah, It's kind of a weird, <laughs> that's big question
10: yeah that's tough yeah. Um, the one
4: sup- that still gives you nightmares sup-
10: yeah. <laughs> superlatives are already t- always tough yeah you know what 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 really hurts is that when there's a catastrophic injury mm-hmm. I mean somebody's life is irrevocably changed sure. you know? and it, it's I can't give you one specific, but it's the one where you know a guy is a mechanic and his elbow is completely done yeah I mean he's yeah. never going to use his elbow again yeah, and you know he's got three kids that's his job, right. I mean, and, and what ends up happening is that the defendant has a California minimum policy, 15,000 dollars. Right This guy has 180,000 dollars worth of bills. He hasn't been working in the last four months. He um, is going to need job retraining. Sure. And that's it. 15 grand. You know and, and, and as salt in the wound, now like it makes a difference when you look at the poor guy, but there's only five grand for his bike. And that's a $25,000, you know, street bob or something like that. Right.
0: So something I personally learned in my past was, even though it's your insurance company, they're not actually there to uh, fight for you, to give you all the money
4: you deserve. They'll fight for you when they can win.
0: And that there are (coughs) tricks. I mean, that happened to me when I was a kid and I totaled a car and they said, sorry, your car wasn't covered. But then I got an attorney who said, oh, well, but you were injured. No, I wasn't injured. Yes, you were. You need to go to a chiropractor because you don't know down the road if you're injured or not. Like, well, I don't want to take advantage of the system. No, this seriously. He said, you don't know if you're injured. This might come up. I recommend you go see a chiropractor for six months. It's preventative. And not only am I going to get it paid, I can get enough money out of the insurance company just to... Cover your car that was totaled by an uninsured motorist, and I went, oh, okay. Like I didn't feel like I was taking advantage of the system, but I realized that they weren't there to necessarily help me, and that you do oftentimes need to get an attorney not to get not to see dollars in your eyes, get the most, but to get what you deserve because they won't always tell you all the little tricks. They're a
2: business. They want to keep yeah. their money. That's
10: uh, the insurance business is to it's two part to collect premiums and to not pay out money right <laughs> that's yeah. the, now that's the same <laughs> for money automobile in, insurance no it's money the going same out. Yep. for medical your health insurance is the same way i mean yeah um and so it, no your insurance company in general insurance companies are pretty responsive at taking care of bikes um, you know, they'll, they, it's the way they sort of get on your good side. They, hey, is your bike hurt? Where is it? I'll tow it to a shop. I'll get a guy in there to take a look at it. And it's, all oh, this is great. These guys are being so responsive. Um, but that's it. You know, they won't tell you if you have a collision coverage, meaning the your own insurance company will take care of your bike, they won't volunteer and say, hey, by the way, your policy covers your gear as well. So how's your helmet? How's your leathers? They don't volunteer that stuff. Sure. Um, And
0: this is why having motorcycle attorneys, not only do you guys know the ins and outs of the laws, the insurance system, but also you were telling me that. So police officers, as a witness, filling out a report, may be a little biased sometimes. I mean, I hate to say that that happens. I, I hate to say it happens, but the stereotype does happen. And a lot of us here have experienced that. That just because you're on a motorcycle, you're in the wrong. You are obviously hole again here
4: way too damn fast <laughs> yeah, is that dirt bike plated <laughs> yeah. to, to every cager every motorcycle is always speeding yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just a fact
3: you know and, so, and so what, cops, about, too. what about what uh, about uh, attorneys for traffic violations speeding tickets <laughs> things like that <laughs>
10: Uh, what about what about him?
3: You call an attorney, or would you like to know Antonio? Yeah, right. <laughs> so if I was doing 170 on, uh, let's say, you know, down my street the other day, you might need an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: no,
10: I, I think you might need a priest.
8: <laughs>
4: uh, I
10: would al- I would always always call an attorney always just for no other reason than just to get educated as to what your possible options are but it it never hurts um almost all attorneys that i know will give an initial consultation they'll sit down with you for uh, you know a few minutes 20 even a half hour um i mean i've spoken with people for an hour um knowing they're not going to hire me, just to to help, just to give them the the rules of the road, what they can expect, what their options are. Um, So,
8: yeah, absolutely. Speeding ticket, for sure. That's one of the things that that we offer and that we we want people to um, understand is the the second part of that uh, card, that 800 number, is the free, we say, motorcycle-related legal advice. However, if it's something that's not exactly up our alley, uh what we can do is offer referrals. Mm. So in many cases we are able to refer people to someone that is known to us and therefore trusted. Yeah. The writers look to us to provide them with a known quantity. We're all writers, so uh we can offer a referral if it's not something that's uh you know directly in our purview.
2: Yeah, you know getting pointed in the right direction is pretty big for them sometimes you know absolutely comes when I, me, it just I mean it feels better psychologically and all that so i talk to thousands
8: of people all over and they ask me questions and i just say get the free legal advice it's yeah. a phone call um, and not only get the free legal advice but as an example of uh, of how this works um, a a group that i know quite well and and work with quite a bit um a fellow went down at two o'clock in the morning he had, he had an accident he was in an accident. They got him into the hospital at two thirty in the morning um his wife called at two thirty in the morning the eight hundred number at two forty five in the morning one of our attorneys was on the phone to her to go over the things that that Michael was suggesting what to do, what not to do, how is he you know so the responsiveness is there to address any issues and, and prepare someone for virtually anything.
0: Well, and not that you can advise this, but Meg and I, and I learned when one of our buddies was in an accident, we went to the hospital to be with him. Mm-hmm. And we and were we, told we that. we're snuck in the hospital, we, you mean? That we were told that because we weren't related, we couldn't be with him. We no. were related. You're that, his that, aunt. That was simple to solve. We were related. <laughs> I'm his sister. But I'm just saying it's stuff like that. I thought that. Liza
4: was his uncle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's stuff like that. Like, we want to help each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and
5: and we yeah. ended up being in the ER for, what,
0: eight hours that day or something like that? Like, it was a long day. But So, I have a question for you guys. With all of your experience, all the cases you've seen, what can you, from your combined knowledge, what can you tell people to help prevent... These accidents that are happening and these problems
10: most important uninsured motorist coverage mm-hmm. well, yeah. that's mm-hmm. I mean I am not an insurance company I'm an attorney, but to you and all the kids at home uninsured motorist coverage if you don't have a hundred thousand dollars in uninsured or underinsured, you should not be on the road you cannot <laughs> ride a motorcycle with less than $100,000 in
6: insurance. And <laughs> if you don't have insurance, get insurance. Well, yeah. and, and so, so that we yeah. don't have to buy uninsured motors.
1: Buy. Calamari don't get insurance. <laughs> <laughs> but also a lot of insurance companies sell separate policies for under underinsured and uninsured. So make sure that you're, you're gonna spe- you specify both for your ins- at your insurance company. You do
8: have to specify that in many cases. Yes. Uh, it's a spe- specific line item. And in yep. fact, uh, a lot of policies, they... they lay that down. Right. They don't want
1: that. Yeah, because I, I have State Farm, and they have separate, like U1 and U2, one is under underinsured and the other is uninsured. And I had to get yep. both. I'm glad and, you guys... Sorry, go ahead.
3: No, nothing.
10: And it happens all the time. I can't tell you how many of my clients say, oh, I'm, fu- I'm fully covered. I'm fully covered. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, that means they have minimal liability policy, but they have collision coverage for the bike, or comprehensive, you know, if a tree fell on it. Right. The bike is covered. And frankly... Who cares about the bike when the guy's leg is, you know, his ankle is touching his hip and he's going to be in traction for the next six months? No, you are not
1: fully covered. Yeah, and, so, com- and comprehensive does not mean it covers everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> how, so all of you in this room, how how well do you guys know your insurance? Probably. I know it really well. Very, Very well.
9: well. well yeah.
3: now, now that you bring that up, actually, I know that I have uninsured. But I've never heard the underinsured, so I'm actually going to make a note to look into that.
10: It, it varies from company to company. A lot of times it's just bundled together. It's uninsured slash underinsured. But 100,000, and I'll say it again, because that is the single most, if you, if you learn nothing else from me, that is the single most important thing. And I guarantee you, you know, a big percentage of people are just gonna say, ah, yeah. you know, whatever. But if things get ugly, It it is a life-changing preventative move that you can
7: take.
9: I have a dual question. Um, For the uninsured motorists, um, does that count hit-and-runs? I heard through the grapevine that it did, and then I got some conflicting answers on that.
10: Uh, That's a great question. It does, but you have the burden of proof that there was another vehicle involved. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see so many people with GoPros now. Yeah. So when you get cut off and you do a great job of avoiding contact, but you go flying off the road, with that GoPro footage, you go to your insurance company and say, look, you know, I was forced off the road by this other vehicle. Without it, your insurance company is not going to be on your
9: side
10: yeah they are, yeah. They are going to say <laughs> you know they're gonna say sorry you know, like, there's no contact of, look at the contract um, with yep.
9: with that do you also recommend any insurance company or have you seen anyone that is particularly uh, oh yeah that's geared good towards
0: what's the best company to work with who do you I gotta, well, I know that's my yeah, next question
2: like, what's the worst insurance company <laughs> you have you had to work with or like fight against <laughs> <laughs> fight against because I know what Lucas is gonna you fight don't fight. have to say uh, the uh, name
4: but cough mercury cough. Uh,
10: I <laughs> don't that, um, and, and you're correct. I don't want to get into specific sure, names, but sure, oftentimes sure. the the bargain the, the ones, right? The, the okay. ones where you're like, wait, who? I've never even heard of those people. Oftentimes those bargain those bargain basement insurance companies, a are not that cheap. Yeah. So I don't know why they're considered bargain basement, uh, but B th- they really take that second end of the insurance business model, not paying out yeah. to another level. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I think so, the real
0: question here is, who do you use for your insurance, Michael?
10: I I am a, a state. Farm okay, customer, okay. they will sell you up to five hundred thousand dollars in uninsured motorist. And if you you should buy as much as you can, as much as you can. If all you can afford is a hundred, you can tell. I'm just going to keep on beating this. If all you can afford is a hundred, then that's it. But you got to do it. Okay, L- Liza's so got
0: a piece of tape in her hand. I'm going to be the one to go out on a limb here. I'm a cheap motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I will admit, I've been riding a long time. I'm holding in my hand one of my policies because I have so many bikes I can't fit them all on. If you can hand that over to Michael, take a look at it. I'll be honest, I have no idea. I've never taken a I don't know what's on there. I've never cared.
4: Liza, which bike is it?
0: This is for a bunch of bikes.
10: Sure. So I'm going to read which bikes for the uh, 79 Yami XS (laughs) 750.
6: This is yeah. So the the Bumblebee right here. And so
10: for this coverage, um, Liza has the state minimum liability, fifteen thousand per person. Liza. (laughs) So that liability insurance is how much you are responsible to somebody else. So if you run into someone else, uh, a pedestrian, and run them right. over. Or
1: the back of their Lexus.
10: It, correct. And so there are three, there are three categories. Uh, Eliza has 15 bodily injury, 30,000 maximum, so if she hits a car that has two people in the car, uh, and then 10,000 property damage. So again, that's, that's covering your pocketbook. That's just paying money out to the other person involved in the accident. Okay. Next, the most important is that the uninsured underinsured coverage you have again the 15,000. That's what protects you. So basically what this means is that if somebody else has insurance at all, they'll they're going to at least have 15,000 in bodily injury insurance because that's California state minimum. Mm-hmm. So your insurance your own your insurance is only going to cover you if it's a uninsured motorist where the, the person doesn't have any insurance at all or it's a hit and run and you can prove contact you know, okay. paint transfer um, so the, the problem is that insurance companies won't sell you more UM that's uninsured motorist coverage than they will sell you in liability coverage so you have to write, raise the numbers both up together and I always thought you know before I got into this, I thought I'm a motorcycle. How much damage could I do right? you know why do I need tons of insurance? You need tons of insurance because they won't sell you the u m the uninsured motors coverage without it, yeah, so
0: so what, next what I was gonna say, what should I be at uh,
10: minimum uninsured uh you minimum you so. should be at a hundred thousand okay, and for what is this
6: what's th- <laughs> What's the cost well, difference, So What does uh, oh, it cost you these, okay. out of pocket? Pro-
10: progress, um, so the, this company, I think, I, same thing, I think they'll sell you up to okay, $500,000 uninsured. And that's what you should It's And it's cheap. Uninsured motorist coverage is cheap. The most expensive insurance that you generally most people have is the collision, recovering mm. the bike. Because collision coverage, that's the motorcycle, that's all it covers. They pay out. Regardless of fault if you just fall over in a parking lot collision coverage comes in if it's you know You're doing 90 miles an hour drinking a beer doing a backwards wheelie and you hit somebody <laughs> Your collision coverage is going to cover
6: your butt. Did you get that Lucas? <laughs> so you only good. do
4: frontwards wheelies, okay
9: <laughs> <laughs> You don't do
6: nose wheelies <laughs> work on it
9: If you,
4: uh, <laughs> If
10: you
9: claim when your bike falls over in the driveway does that raise your insurance cost though? It varies Claimers from it varies from company yeah. to company. Yeah. I'd say it depends but on your company. The, the
10: short answer is I don't know.
4: So, I, I, wait, wait, I have a question. There's no standard across no, really the board important for that. question. Um, why is it insurance companies don't sell theft insurance? You have to buy comprehensive, at least in my experience. Why is that? That, that might be property
0: know. if you have a house or apartment that might be included with that.
4: No, I'm, I'm talking Where about just my bike. I, I know my unnamed insurance company. I said I want to insure my bike for theft, and they're like, "Well, you have to buy comprehensive." And that's like $2,000 a month. Probably because
1: I'm a jigsaw writer. Probably because they just lump it all together.
4: Yeah. So I'm like, why can't I just buy theft insurance? And from what I've been hearing through the grapevine, apparently California is a state run by insurance companies and they want you to, you know, like you said, give them money and never pay out. So you have to buy comprehensive. You can't just insure it against theft. So am I wrong or am I missing something or what's the deal with that? I don't know. To to be honest, that's. um, It probably
10: depends. Know, the ins and outs. Yeah, it depends on the company. But yeah. to be honest, I don't know.
0: Buy a rotor lock. So basically, I I need to up. So some <laughs> That's some other most important
10: some other coverage that you have. It's a good idea. Medical payments. Yeah. So again, irrespective of fault. You, your insurance company, as long as you show them a bill that, hey, I had to pay $500 for this, your insurance company will, boom, will cut a check. And that's great to have. Uh, You know, so in my own personal life, I have the cheapest health insurance I could find. I'm super healthy. I don't go to doctors. So I have a high deductible health insurance company. If I break an arm, I know I'm going to pay four grand and, well... If I'm lucky, I'm sure it's yeah. going to be a lot more. But no, no, yeah. um, and so yeah. when, you, when you have yeah, high deductible health insurance, 70, uh, you know there's these medical payments, which again is cheap insurance. Cheap insurance. Why is it costs you three dollars for your to have a thousand dollars mm. in med pay in case you go down? So, so I should
0: raise that, huh? Wow,
10: your rates are super. cheap. You are an incredible driver. That's, that's progressive. <laughs> like you keep adding bikes, well, and they're like, oh, it's cheaper now."
0: I'm yeah. insuring uh, bikes I no longer have great. because the I rate have have is down. Or you have? Yeah.
10: <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah. Bundle that shit. That makes sense. It's the number of miles that they're being ridden. There, there's a uh, formula in what premiums are.
9: I always say, like, yeah. I ride it a thousand miles a year. Oh
7: yeah, less than that.
9: <laughs> Only on so, weekends, just recreation. to move it foot <laughs> so i wanted to get real quick
0: into because we're, we're running out of time you two are bikers i just want to get a quick history how long you've been riding what bikes you've had and then we'll get to the big question
7: <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so dave how about you how long you've been riding
8: um I've been riding over fifty years.
0: Dang.
8: Yep. Wow. So, yeah, uh, you're I, over fifty yeah.
3: years old. So
0: your first bike that would make yeah. that would okay, make wait. me over that was <laughs> so very, uh, very quick.
3: He's fifty one So a little bit.
0: So your first bike was a whizzer. <laughs> I think no, his first
8: bike I, was a bronze I started uh, <laughs> out oh, started out on uh, friends' dirt bikes and mini bikes. Cool. Um, at a fairly young age. <laughs> my first bikes were uh, triumph uh, 250 and a triumph uh, 650 Bonneville nice then I switched over and uh, spent uh, many years uh, riding various models a number of Harley's for
0: uh, you have to say I was uh, I was surprised I assumed that you would show up on a Harley and you didn't
8: well as I've aged I've Transformed. Yeah, you went the opposite <laughs> way
0: of most people, I'm
8: just going to say. Well, see, one of the things is, as long as I can still bend over and, and assume the mm. position on uh, this... Uh, We're not ready you're you're that for that question you question. I know, right I'm, well. I'm being used to question. You're building up, Dave. No, I, tell me what you're on, Dave. Oh, and so, after a small break for, for family, uh, when I got back into writing, it was Norton's Triumph Ducati... Um, which is what I mean. As long as I can still manage that position, uh, I like that kind of bike. And I have a track bike. And somebody asked about. I'm going to just pop off side by real quick yeah, here. Go ahead. Um, many insurance companies, mm-hmm. and you ask about what insurance we have. I have State Farm. Many insurance companies will cover track days if they are an instructional. Or a school Mm. Uh or so it's all in how it's worded
7: Mm. and uh,
8: I I like that said said company has taken care of me um, very well Um, so I've had probably 25 30 bikes in my life all nature built some in my bedroom from spare parts yes and have a
3: track bike and um,
0: and what did you ride here tonight
3: uh, Ducati it's a 999. And the cleanest Ducati I've seen in a while. Yeah, it stinks, Jerry. Uh, it's it's a
8: 999S. It's got 25,000 miles on it. Dang. Wow. I do... doesn't look a day over five. Most <laughs> of my most of my own maintenance and all of that consists nice. of cleaning and maintaining, which what's keeps the bike in good shape. You also bike? notice when things are falling off. That's <laughs> a real
5: bike. Shit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your track
8: bike? Uh, Ducati 996. <laughs>
9: Nice. Three less. It's and <laughs> funny. My bike has the same amount of miles on it that yours does, and doesn't look like yours at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Michael, how about you? How long have you been riding?
9: Um,
10: I
0: uh,
10: pedal start moped when I was nine years yes. old or yes. so. Nice. Lucky. Um, my grandfather. Uh, I was born in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, so there
6: it is. Pumped there's no bikes there at all.
10: But, uh, <laughs> but my first uh, motorcycle was a 1979 Honda Matic. The automatic yeah, ah, a nice. clutchless of four hundred. Ah, okay. nice. And uh, and then I just worked my way uh, uh, through Kawasaki Vulcan seven hundred and fifty, Suzuki Bandit, uh, yeah. Kawasaki Eliminator. That was a mistake. Mm. <laughs> the small, the small six hundred. The small six hundred. Like uh. And um, and then um, Kawasaki Concourse to commute on. Yeah. and uh but then I um, I've seen too much I don't commute on a motorcycle anymore mm,
7: yeah. and
10: uh and now my uh, my soul bike is the 1997 Honda blackboard yeah nice. nice have you either nice. uh, have you uh, ridden dirt get yeah. experience I have a wretched wretched 90 KTM EXC 300. yeah nice and my buddy's kid learned how to ride on it and he stacked it and now the, the the kickstart cog uh-huh. you know that ratchets up sure. doesn't stick in there anymore. Is it the and lever? So or the, the it, it's, it's inside. It's like the inside, the internal piece. So it's one side You can't kickstart it anymore, which is fine. I mean, I'm, I am I don't wipe out that much. You bump it. Actually, I wipe up all the time.
7: <laughs> <laughs> but I wipe out uphill. Yeah.
10: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it keeps going and you're going backwards. So, yeah, dirt biking is, is wonderful. Insane. I love dirt biking. Yep. So, so, it's awesome.
0: Dave, since you've had so many bikes, <laughs> the question, you've probably, you've probably had a lot of bikes you've lusted after. Maybe you've never had. And I'm wondering if any of those might be your up-the-butt bike.
8: <laughs> you had forewarned me uh, regarding this question, and it got me thinking, of course. and then You <laughs> yeah. actually mentioned one when we were talking oh, about your, yeah, One would be the Briton, of course. Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. genius uh, he was, and what a fantastic machine he built. I think that's like the third but, time
6: someone said a Briton.
8: Well, no. they're pretty unique, and they're, they're then, you know, you could ask me a different day, and I just uh, restored and sold a 74 Norton Commando. Oh, wow. And I like working on something, well, you can actually tear apart and work on, like with carburetors and things like that. So another of my favorites, uh, with uh, due respect to Richard Thompson, would be a... 52 vincent
7: mm-hmm. um,
8: yeah so sausage creature you know a hunter s thompson ducati 900 ss yeah I, you know there I it could, is i could uh, give me a large enough a garage i know i won't say that that enough to sound and like i can uh, yeah. so was gonna loop. say are, okay. we ta- are we talking 90 weight here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Synthetic>. <laughs> uh, i i just love motorcycles um There's too many. I couldn't uh, pick one off the top of the list, but I guess if you were going to drop one off, the Briton would be nice. Yeah. See, and I'm looking at would be. I'm looking at, a, I'm looking oh, at yeah, Michael yeah. who looks shocked.
0: How, he's realizing how easy you are.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna
7: sit
10: here and blush.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Michael. What you have to have. You I
10: guys love motorcycles now. a lot, don't you? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. what, what about dirt bike? No, we just have low morals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
10: mean, lusting after. I just want a reg- I just want a, a dirt bike that runs. You know, a working one.
3: Okay. Wait. Wait. We're talking about reality here. Sure, <laughs>
8: You're going cheap there, man. You're yeah. easy.
0: There's At least go really, for something that's Come making. on, there's nothing that you've seen. You've been to the motorcycle shows? I've uh, been to L- Laguna,
10: sure, and I've been to a couple. The, they, uh, I think the current motorcycles that really catch my eye are the, that KTM Superbike, the, the RC8. Yes. With that real refracted yes. plate-looking stealth mm-hmm. bomber fairing. Um, the, I'm not a Harley guy, but the the Harley V-Rod I've always loved. No,
0: no, 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 no. no, no that, it's not butt-worthy. It's, uh,
3: <laughs> it's I, not <laughs> butt-worthy. It's always, not your butt, that, stainless steel. I, I would call
0: that a toe-sucker bike.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I might swat someone's butt, maybe. Yeah.
10: No, those, are, uh, those are the ones I really appreciate. And, and Ducati. I mean, uh, I've, I've always loved anything with a full fairing yeah uh that ducati has done so um, That's
0: disgusting
10: <laughs> those are the ones that i that, that catch my eye cool I, i'm
0: sorry just a. Quick, I can't just side story when i lived in atlanta my uh one of my friends had a neighborhood guy who had brain damage come around when she had moved to the neighborhood and he was like the the neighborhood greeter and he came by just say like uh my name is bob uh would like to help you out. Do you need your lawn mowed or anything? And she's like trying to size him up. She's like, oh, no, that's so sweet. Thank you. And he's kind of got like one eye looking the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just she sits there and he looks at her and he goes, I like to suck toes.
3: Was <laughs> <laughs> no. this Sling Blade? fried
7: potatoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but apparently the, the local
0: prostitutes let him. Yeah. So oh he just learned my. just to Wait, throw that one they out just there.
9: Let him. Anyway, or they yeah, charged for that.
0: Know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that I put that up there. That toe sucker bike. um So y- y- we're gonna work on we're gonna work on you. Maybe a Kawasaki H2.
10: Be fun.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Why? Why, Why so? that bike?
10: I'm uh you know I. Uh, I'm worried Wi Fi gives me headaches, you know? I'm just <laughs> one of those guys.
6: Carbon fiber hurts my All skin.
0: Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll start emailing you some pictures. Like this <laughs> one <I laughs> careful.
6: careful.
5: Liza yeah, would
7: Liza, you got an email?
0: I have an email here, so I wanted to read this one. Uh, this is from Tom. So, Dear Misfits, a couple days ago I was riding around San Diego with a friend when his 96 XR400 died on the freeway.
3: Lies.
6: We, Why does he do with an XR400 on the fucking freeway?
0: Because he can. Oh,
6: God. We got Slowly it back. 25, to 3 sprocket.
0: We got it back to his house in a truck and kicked it a few times with no luck. He has since drained the oil, which was low and glittery with metal shavings. Oh. Flakes were also found in the oil screen.
3: Struck gold. Oh. He
0: thinks he has a carb top end issue. I think it's electrical, and the glittery oil is just a coincidence. The engine turns over, and there was no noticeable detonation noises when it died. We do not know the mileage or history of the bike. Any help would be much appreciated. We are both overly confident and underly trained mechanics. Thanks again for such a great podcast, and I'm planning on heading up that way around Thanksgiving to come see you guys. P.S., my new up-the-butt bike is the 1000 Africa Twin. Nice. Ooh, he says.
6: So, let me be the first to say that a 96 400 dirt bike is really not meant to go on the freeway. And it's 65 down there. People don't go 65 in San Diego. People go 80. Oh, well, if it's in traffic and rush hour, yeah. go a lot less than that. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting something like that up to that speed, you're really winding that thing out. You know, unless you change the rear sprocket, which is yeah, fine. But,
0: but you're going to grenade but it. You're going to grenade it. But uh, he didn't. It's turning over. But that's what I'm saying. Right? I'm
6: like, it, you're winding that thing out on the freeway. I'm, that's probably why you're finding glitter in your
3: oil. Yeah. Or you're not changing your oil often enough. But it, it, If he put all that glitter together, though, he could probably make a new piston.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> a new bearing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know your or, case uh, specifically, bearings. but it
3: sounds like
6: you shouldn't be on the freeway with that thing. Yeah.
0: So if it died on the freeway, I don't think it's going to be electrical. Maybe a fuse, maybe. could it be a charging mm-hmm. system issue. Maybe
2: it sees and it unsees itself when it got cold. Well, he, or he, did, he, didn't, I, he didn't. I don't think there's enough information
0: oh. to actually diagnose what sure. it. you think he could have um, blown through a piston?
1: What I I think he
3: needs to do is is do a compression check. Yeah, um, you know, just do start doing all the basic things. I mean, I haven't heard any any basic checks in there. Is it making any compression when you kick it? Does does the engine have that same uh, uh, compression? You know, kick that it did before or.
1: Yeah, because not knowing how it died, it's kind of hard to say. But yeah.
0: so yeah, you're saying you don't you think it's electrical? Well, that's easy. Does it have a spark? You can figure that out without yeah. it running. Kick it a couple times. Um, but I think here the big question is: just because there's flakes in the oil, does that mean that's a, a, a symptom of the bike dying? Uh, it could be or a could loose cam chain. Be, how long ago uh, was there an oil change?
2: Well, if it's if it's like bronze colored flakes, you know your big end's probably done at yeah. that point. I mean, how big are these damn flakes? Yeah, you know, how and what are is the oil? Yeah, exactly. Is it the, that brass gold shit, or is it the silver stuff, or you know, it's hard to tell? But like, yeah, compression flakes in your oil,
3: though. I mean, that that's just that's not bad. yeah, that's, it's, that's, that's, that's that's gone too far
2: to not, begin it's with. It's not yeah. supposed
1: to be in there. Yeah, there's yeah. something that,
3: wrong. That, that, the, the fact that this guy has flakes in his oil means to me these cases
1: are coming apart no matter what. Right, so
3: even if that's not the reason that it's not working right now, that that engine
1: has to come apart now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So time yes. to tear it down and do some learning. Time to eBay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> keep it yeah. keep
6: it going around town. Not the free. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not in the dirt. But thanks so, for the email. Yep. Thanks yeah.
6: Thanks for writing
0: in. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I think you're exactly with that I'll much, buy it for
3: 50
7: bucks. <laughs> y- y- <laughs> yeah. He'll He'll you. A, is it a legal R450? frame?
0: Oh. <laughs> well, the good news is an XR400 is not going to be that hard to pull apart.
6: Yep. No, not really.
0: Parts should be cheap for that. I think it's time, yeah, do a compression check, is there a spark? Um, yeah. there's some simple things to check.
2: And here. if that's a street legal frame, it's worth something, man. Yeah, license yeah. you know, plate it. It on that For thing. Sure. Put, yeah.
6: a, put a CR500 in. There you
2: in go. There. Put, put CR500 in a fucking blender if you want to. It's, it's
7: <laughs> going to be awesome. Two <laughs> <laughs> stroke blender.
0: And in the announcements category, I would like to give a congratulations to our friend, Yuri Berrigan. Yeah, He's over at the uh, Manx GP at Isle of Man. And he posted uh, yesterday Well, I may be the slowest in my class, but I'll be damned on just my second lap. Uh, on the mountain course threw down a 26 27 and a 27 was the qualifying cutoff
1: wow sweet so, supermoto yeah
0: he's the slowest in his class and he is in the slowest class yeah but he made it he made it he's doing it and oh, i think
6: he made the cutoff by like 30 seconds on the lap that's pretty no, good right point
7: Point three. Point
0: 0.3 Oh, point three. Oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome So if of you guys didn't know our,
6: <laughs> A bit of a
4: decimal Yeah, our yeah.
0: friend Yuri's riding a um, a supermoto over there So which he's is, the first
4: to qualify on a supermoto
0: Right, and no, it's what? causing quite a buzz on wow. Should he even be there at all
6: uh, Apparently he's he, he rode in on fumes, too yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people are really supporting him that he's the first one to do it, and he's out there, and and there's they're taking tons of pictures of him because as people are coming around the corners dragging a knee, he's coming around with his foot out, and they're like, "What the hell?" Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> maybe he needs some streamlining, you know? Get yeah, some wind. yeah. He might maybe. get that little extra edge.
7: Hey, there's there's, there's pretty... been there was
3: a lot of controversy about that uh, in AFM a couple years ago about yeah. should the supermoto guys be able to stick their feet out and whatnot? Well, sure. Uh, Why not? there there was a lot of I think one of the arguments was you know a, a guy that's doing the sport bike line knee down and such like that um, might be cutting a close mm-hmm. pass and put a wheel onto that that boot, whatever be, I don't know you should be running you, you, into people or you yeah. could be using that as a way to shut the door on somebody to, right. to, to you
1: know, tell no, that, I'm tell that, that to, state. tell it's that simply, to Rossi. It's exactly. Hang on, I have seen sport bike riders kick at each other on the Isle of Man before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I don't think that's an argument they're going to. Sticking do your foot down, and down is it. simply a, fi- a way to find the ground.
6: You just want to know how far you are <laughs> and,
3: and, and weight the bike. Yeah. yeah. Get the get the weight forward or whatever.
0: Well, if you want to uh, check out his progress there, you can go to Manksgrandprix.org and look for Yuri Berrigan or you can look him up on Facebook and see what he's doing.
9: He's Just look for the badass pictures of him floating. And he's doing yeah. all yeah. Yeah. And a lot there. And in army. the um
0: the last and final announcement, I'm leaving in two days.
7: Thank you.
6: Good riddance. No, okay. yeah. Leaving, yeah. leaving leaving What? We're why? gonna miss you.
0: For Pakistan? I am Ooh. going to go do the Pakistan, the Barfistan trip with Moin Khan, who we had on. We had a bunch of the people who did our the trip last year, including Moin Khan from a different agenda.com. And I was just so moved by the whole thing. I said, sign me up. I'm going. So... I'm leaving on Tuesday. Going to go uh, have some fun in Dubai. Go do some uh, dune buggies in the desert maybe some skiing at the mall. Yes, they have an indoor ski resort. Um, before I head over to Pakistan, where we're going to ride local Pakistani 150s uh, across Pakistan up into the um, up to the China border at the um, what's the mountains there? Bagel on the Himalayas. The Himalayas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, the Hindu Kush.
0: Yeah, so yeah, there's the going to be yeah. Yeah. death roads and river crossings and suspension bridges. Is and Rebecca going of to? She's, She's going on the trip after me with oh, okay. Jim. Cool. Um, so... I'm probably not going to talk much about it when I wanna get back immediately. I want to invite a bunch of the people down. We'll do another sure. podcast to talk about that trip. Um, but if I don't come back, y'all can divvy up the bikes now.
2: Yay.
3: So so
6: you're going <laughs> to be the Yeah, if. I don't know. that's no, fine. I no. I, hey. <laughs>
0: I
9: touched it first.
7: <laughs> <laughs> it. I've already pissed on that bike. Oh, so I got that thing working. I've pissed
3: on all these bikes.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I Liza, you're going to be you're going to be a couple miles from home Are you going to have your Russ brown card cuz
0: yeah, do you guys cover Pakistan? Well, actually,
7: <laughs>
8: uh, by the time we were able to get there, you'd probably have it fixed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that does bring up. I talk to a lot of uh, tourists, and hmm. they, uh, especially places like Alice's, we get a lot of tourists coming yeah. through there. We always try to have a presence up there. People from foreign countries are extremely impressed with this yeah. uh, and want to go back and start one in their own country. Uh, cool. Just because it is so cool. And it really is. And they understand it. They're riders. They're just here on holiday. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, we don't uh, cover Pakistan right now, nor Germany, Spain. Well,
0: we we, luckily, we're going to have a truck of mechanics following us. Not for when the bike breaks. I mean, not yeah, if yeah. the bike breaks, when <laughs> the insane. bike breaks. Yeah, there's. I think everyone but one last year went down at some point. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it.
3: Woohoo! Cool. That sounds pretty amazing. Anyway, you, so
0: I'm I'm leaving the 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 misfits to run the show here.
3: Can, can I make one comment going back sure. to this? Uh, to, so I'm looking over this pamphlet that you have here, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I it's so easy. I deliver gas, move a motorcycle, you know, offer a jump or things like that. Um,
0: Wait, what's that last one? What's that about? A blow motorcycle
3: repair. <laughs> Blowjobs. That, that's great. Uh, <laughs> if someone is you know having an issue in my neck of the woods in my neighborhood I would love to be able to get that call to, to you know throw out some help out there That that's pretty cool um, so I would definitely go online and check this out because there's a lot of really simple things on this list that you can check off and say you know I can be here for someone uh, and do this Um that's that's why we broke it down so that people could
8: contribute what they can contribute on a given day. Again, it's all volunteer, yeah. which is why we're continually expanding this program. Um, I get a lot of people who aren't interested until in, in they uh, see that they can help someone else, and then they become extremely interested.
3: Yeah. You got a dirt biker; they got a jug of gas in their garage at all times. They they could run that out to somebody. Absolutely. You
0: know? So the the takeaway here is. Everybody should go online to RussBrown.com, sign up for this program. It's a brilliant program. I think we're very fortunate to have it here. I'm glad that Russ started this. And if you are needing assistance concerning a motorcycle event, RussBrown.com, call these guys. They know what they're doing. They are bikers looking out for bikers yeah. riders yeah.
10: liza the one 800 eight hundred four bikers number i mean that's it's man you're right because we have 7, to include
0: bagel sorry three
10: sixty five. riders thank you you're welcome <laughs> i mean you can call you know two minutes until do you want to
0: tell people how to reach you what's the phone number sure
10: 1-800 the number four bikers me... and that's it number nice. four
8: b-i-k-e-r-s and the website Just quickly, again this is what we all carry
10: Card,
7: we all okay. carry
8: a card and it has yeah. this number. Oh, cool. You call that number if you break down, anything goes wrong, or for the free legal advice. It also has, if you notice, a uh, we all have our own membership number. That's what ties to the emergency information on the bottom of the form. Cool. So cool. we carry this card. You can also use this card if you see a, a fellow rider or somebody stranded on the road. You can pull over and call on their behalf as well. Oh, cool! Oh, Get somebody cool. else off the road. Nice. We're not oh, that's exclusive. Cool. I mean, it's a it's an expansive riders helping riders. So
1: essentially, they could sign up on the spot if they're broken down and they don't have a membership. For or you, if you if you came across someone who is broken down, you could uh-huh. call on their behalf.
8: Okay. Now the idea being that they would see how this worked Mm -hmm. and again I could tell you stories all night but I I I won't I know we're running out of time that's nice but you can if you the the idea is to get somebody help get them off the road get them what they need Um, whether you can do it if you can't do it you call the 800 number and we find somebody uh, in the area who can do this cool cool
0: and if you're out at an event and you see a Russ Brown booth (laughs) (laughs) go up and say hi because I'm guessing Dave, is it probably going to be you there?
8: It's, if it's in Northern California, Central California, yes, that's <laughs> my. That's what I. Uh, the, I primarily stick to this area, and I am all over the territory. And, I do go up into Oregon a little bit, into Nevada a little bit. Uh,
0: did you go to Sturgis?
8: We all have to go to Sturgis because go. we have such a large presence there. Right. Cool. So, that so was, who, was,
0: uh,
6: who was up at Alice's last Sunday in the morning? Uh, last Sunday in the morning. Uh
8: that would be Louie and Jody.
6: I did uh, I did talk to Louie for a little bit. Okay. Oh,
8: cool. Louie uh obviously works for us. Uh he covers Alice's and uh does uh other events as well. Uh he's he's he and his his wife were able to take off and do solo events. We always have try to have always have coverage of at Alice's. Cool.
0: So, if you're out at an event and you see these guys from Russ Brown, go up and say hi and tell them you heard about them here on our podcast. Let them uh, give them the feedback. And I'd love to have you guys on again. I know we run out of time when we just start to scratch the surface of really cool stories, especially you, Dave. That's I'm sure a, we we could one. spend another half hour just talking about bikes. You'll take it up the butt for.
7: <laughs>
8: <laughs> we can we can spend a half hour at least talking about all day talking about bikes.
0: So I will also put in the show notes. Uh, your your links, your contact information. But, Zach, can you tell people how to reach us?
6: You can find us online at motorcyclesandmisfits.com, uh, on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz, and send us an email at Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com. Call and leave us a voicemail at
1: 831 291.
6: 5112. One two. Order pizza. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> one of us. So, again, thank you guys
0: for coming down and uh, for riding down come here to on, be with us. Well,
8: thank, you, thank you very much for having us. <laughs> a lot yeah, of cool. Thanks for coming Thanks. out, guys. Uh, nice. appreciate it. On
0: that note, checking out, this is Liza. Douglas. Cat
3: ah. <laughs> Lucas. That was the uh, camp. <laughs> Antonio.
0: Megan.
1: Dave, and thanks again for having us. Michael, thank you. I am Zach. This is Nock, and I'm Biggle.
0: And we are out. Cool, cool,
1: cool.